Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Life of Lala. This is season three after Limbo and this is episode two, I believe. Disclaimer, I'm currently sitting outside and cars will be passing through. Um, and for some reason, the gate to get in is right by my apartment. And when cars go over the metal plates that, you know, open and close the gates, it kind of like makes this little clattering sound. So just know that you may or may not hear that depending on what the mic is going to pick up. But yes, so as you could tell by the title of this episode, we are going to be talking about some seriousness here. Um, which I believe that's toxic relationships. Um, very, very often, very, very, um, frequent, we see people in toxic relationships. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I see looking back at the toxic relationship that I was in, looking back, like I see why it's so easy to get into a toxic relationship love is truly 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 blinding like so truly blinding it's ridiculous and you know that's one of the most powerful things that you learn in you know learning love and learning loving learning to love someone else you know is um just the impact that they can really create around your life and um during my toxic relationship i learned a lot of things and one of them was to really notice the signs. Like, <laughs> I remember a long time ago, I was warned. I was warned many, many times a long time ago. I was learned physically. I was learned, um, so I was, I was, wait, not learned. I was warned. Sorry, that's, I was like, what am I saying? I was warned physically. I was warned um, socially. I was warned um through many many things like um also like just I, I would say mostly it was emotional like feelings in my body's physical feelings like like my stomach hurting my chest hurting you know things like that or um um people outside telling me like hey you know um a car is coming just letting you guys know you know the person that you're going to go to right now the person that you're going to hang out with is probably not the best person to be hanging out with or being around <sighs> i let love blind me i let my desperation for love be my end like it led me to my end that desperation that want that need for love for s just someone to be there and um i remember when i met this person i wasn't even like like on that type of time like I was really just worried about just doing really really doing me and um when this person showed that they were interested in me like that on a deeper level I was like okay you know like all right cool like and when I started to be around this person more I started to just notice that this person was definitely not the man in my head <laughs> Um, stream that on Apple Music, if, I mean, on SoundCloud if you haven't. But there's a song in my SoundCloud called The Man in My Head, literally. And it was written about that. Um, there was times where I would be leaving to go see him and my stomach would hurt. My chest would hurt. 
like my stomach would hurt so bad i would think i need to like i'll be out the door and i'd be like okay i need to stop i need to stop like i would have moments where i would need to stop and i didn't take those moments as maybe i shouldn't go see this person i wanted to see this person so bad i over i like basically over rode my own programming you know and that caused it that caused malfunctions for sure I was warned one time when I went to a gas station, um, this person was in the passenger seat of my car and this lady, she saw me and she was like, you're so beautiful. Like she was just, you know, talking to me. And when I was walking towards the gas station um, store with her, she pulled me closer and she was like, you know, my my ex-husband used to be um, a narcissist and this and this and that. And he was a sheriff and I could never say anything and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, she was telling me about her own you know, and I thought for the second, I was like, okay, maybe she's just telling, you know, people do just tell me things, but that was an angel warning me. I felt the energy of be being warned. I remember one time I hugged this person at a gas station and two dudes, two random ass dudes saw him and saw me hug him. It was like, oh hell like basically saying like he 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 got another one like you know what i'm saying like this nigga playing you i think oh yeah that's what she that's what they said they was like that nigga playing you and like i just damn i didn't take that into consider i mean i did but i i allowed this person to this person's manipulation to make me feel like that's not what what's hap what happened a lot of what happened in my toxic relationship was because I allowed it real shit real talk it's not even mostly this person's fault like yeah this person's an asshole yeah this person needs some fucking help but at the end of the day like I don't wish this person bad this person just really was like fucking drowning in their shit and like I decided to jump in their shit with them and thought that it won't it wouldn't stink you know what I'm saying and like I was warned a lot of times that this person was playing me. I also saw evidence that this person was playing me um, multiple times. Like, not very big, like, oh, I'm seeing, like, bitches' pictures and shit like that, like, all up in, you know. But I, I remember I went through his phone. Um, I saw messages on his phone, like, girls would be flirting with him or something. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, but I remember the one thing that really pushed me away from being in this toxic relationship was when my brother passed away. I remember um, I had came back to um, the H to visit him and um, we were sitting in a car and <laughs> I was like, he was rolling up a blunt and he had put his phone in the middle of us and he was playing something on it. And I seen some girl's message and like at the time, like I didn't even have a, a, a name on my contact, a picture, I didn't like nothing, like nothing that ensued that I was important. So this person pops up. This person got an emoji, the whole name, a picture, all these things that I'm just like, I don't even have that. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be your girl. Like, but she was flirting or whatever in the messages. And um, I saw them and I didn't say nothing. And the next day I tried to talk about it and he like, popped off on me and was tripping on me and I was like it's funny how I came to you with the problem and now the the fingers pointed back at me and now I'm having to defend shit that happened a long time ago but um that's that's manipulation that's gaslighting that's toxicity that's narcissism for you right um and I remember that caused that 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 whole thing caused for me to really walk away and I remember 
me being I didn't know what trauma bonding really was I thought trauma bonding was when you share you know negative experiences with someone like or you know like something you guys both go through something impacting together like you know um that is you know kind of traumaful like something that you look back and it's like that's probably not the best moment in life but hey like you know we survived it but trauma bonding is when someone pretty much is a narcissist a gaslighter a manipulative person to you and you allow them to hurt you you allow them to blame you you allow them to point the finger at you you allow them to put you down that's trauma bonding when you allow it when you're when you're literally with someone just out of love and and not out of self-protection self-love for yourself you're just with this person i realized in this toxic relationship that i love somebody way more than myself and that's why i stayed if i loved me more i would have been walked away but i loved everyone else but myself and i believed in everyone else but me i believe in other i believed in somebody else harder than myself and that shit ate me up i had to literally snap myself out of it snap myself out of it and it was not easy there was times where i'd be crying to god like why do i even fucking care there was times where i would be saying like i wish that god could take this love that i have for this person outside of my soul like out of my spirit take it from me god I was begging and pleading for God's help. And it didn't take but me having to really do something to myself that I personally am not proud of, but that's what it took. And when I realized that's what it took for me to really stop messing with someone that I could have easily replaced, I was causing my own hell. Sorry, a car is pulling up right now loud as shit um but i was basically causing my own hell my own suffering for sure on purpose um which sucked but it was the truth and um i will i will always i will always remember what i found on tiktok where this girl was like satan tries to keep you in the past Satan tries to keep you focused on the moments that you have missed, the moments that are no longer here anymore, the moments, those times in the past that caused you pain, suffering, trauma. He wants you to focus on that shit so bad. So, so, so bad. And God only wants you to focus on the present moment and work towards a gooder, uh, so that you can allow a better future for yourself. Satan wants to keep you down. I've noticed that this person was toxic in these ways. For one, confrontation. Every single time I tried to come forth with the slightest little thing, like I could be like, hey, like, or like just showing like a little attitude because dudes didn't do this, you know? And it would cause a big fight, like a big, huge, we don't even want to talk to each other fight. Like, and, I'm, and I remember those times, I'm just like, this shouldn't have even led to this. This shouldn't. We shouldn't even be here. This shouldn't be happening. <laughs> but yet here we are. Over this little tiny teeny piece of thing. And he would make it always seem so big. He would take the tiniest little smallest things. And make them grandiose. Big. Huge. And 
it was like why are we arguing about something that's so small why are we no longer wanting to even speak to each other over this this is the if this is what we're ending things over this connection was never strong enough right the second thing was i noticed that i couldn't even speak this person had completely taken my speech from me and that's happened to me before i remember one time a guy had bought me a necklace that had a mic on it and like <laughs> i remember I couldn't even speak around him. You would think that I had to, honestly, I had to make that a talisman, you know, a tool for me to speak. I had to use the mic to project my voice. But when he first gave it to me, it took my voice like Ursula, that shell that took um, Ariel's voice from her. It was like that. It took my voice. And um, I remember when I was with this toxic person, I couldn't, I could never speak straight up. Like I could, I was always scared, fearful to say something, afraid of his comeback, afraid of what he would say back to me, afraid of stuttering, afraid of speaking up. I remember feeling like that a lot. I constantly felt anxious. I remember with my last partner, I felt comfortable. I felt not, not even comfortable like, oh, I ain't doing shit, but like comfortable to the point where like, like I felt like I was okay to speak up say what I felt we could talk about it you know what I'm saying like he always made me feel so heard and so when I was with this I was just like damn like I don't I feel anxious all the time anxiety I remember at my performances my live performances that I had I was a little shaky yeah and things like that but when he was at my live performance I could barely perform another thing I noticed that was you know showing me that I was with a toxic person, an energy vampire, was the fact that this person resembled a vampire. Like, not even, not even trying to be funny, but like, he, um, a couple eyewitnesses, <laughs> a couple eyewitnesses said that um, he had told them, I'm a vampire. Like, just straight out said it to them, right? And one eyewitness said that when, um, they were smoking with the toxic guy that they, from the, their peripheral vision, they saw a demon where he should have been, where his body was at. There was a full on demon and it scared this person. <laughs> Bad energy. And I started to notice one day I, I always kind of talked about it, but I noticed like, you know how, when you're kissing somebody and like you're kissing their neck, you're kissing the sides of their neck and stuff, or you're just kissing them gently. Like he was kissing the middle of my neck, like sucking on my the middle of my neck, like my Adam's where my my Adam's apple would be if I was a dude. Like just straight sucking on it. And for some reason, I felt like he was sucking the voice out of me. And when he started to do that, it was like I spiritually tapped in. My eyes opened. I was just like. Like, I was no longer in that moment. I was like, what the fuck is this dude doing? You know, but I kept going along with it. But I was just like, what the hell is he doing? Like, this doesn't feel right. But another thing I noticed was every single time I was around this person, I was extremely drained. And I'd be asking, like, how the fuck does this dude stay up for 
almost 24 hours out of 24 hours i bet he he's up for 20 of them and gets probably less than four hours of sleep sometimes like less than like and two hours living on that and i remember i'd be around this person and like i'd be drained bro i'd be sitting there my eyes could barely be open like and i'd be coming over here like i came over here for like fun and we're doing nothing but draining ourselves this is nothing fun this is nothing productive this is nothing like it's boring and like i remember just the the des the desperation of me wanting to just be around that person leading me to stay there in that moment of me constantly feeling drained 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 i after i would leave this person or this person would leave my energy i would sleep for hours on end hours like hours on end and i realized wow this person is an energy vampire this is what this is my first encounter with the true energy vampire my my second my other first encounter not not actually this was, he was my second my first encounter with it was with the friendship i had with the girl that i met out here and like that it was an extremely draining friendship and like i remember constantly feeling headaches around this person constantly feeling drained tired wanting to sleep take a nap like um but anyways i felt it way more powerfully with this person and um it's crazy because i didn't have my i didn't i didn't i thought i had self-love for myself i thought i loved myself and i didn't love myself i didn't love myself at all I chose this person over me. I chose misery over my own happiness. I chose it because at the time it was way more easier than doing the work. It was way more easier than facing myself, than being alone, than facing solitude, which is crazy. But, um, mostly what it taught me was how much time I owe to myself how much I owe to me I would have done anything for that person I would have taken a bullet I would have died I would have been in my hospital bed happily over this person because of this person with no problems no remorse no guilt no nothing I would have done it I would have done anything I remember him telling me like if for things for us to work out everything has to go my way nothing can go your way you can't have nothing like blah 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 blah. you can't ask for shit like telling me stuff like that and i felt like i had to work and like the only reason why i feel sad right now is because i feel sad and sorry for myself i feel sorry to latanja forever making her feel like somebody does not matter more i mean herself doesn't matter more than somebody the fuck else like I'm out here living their life. I'm living mine. But I really, I, man, God, I always told people that God places people in your life to get close to you, to teach you groundbreaking lessons. And I remember saying to this person that this was a humbling experience. This taught me a lot. Like it really did. I wasn't even mad at the person at the end of all of it. I wasn't even mad at my abuser. I realized that this person abused me in three different ways. Physical, verbal, and emotional abuse. Now, physical wasn't first. I would say physical's last on the list. It was mostly 
emotional and verbal abuse. The two most deadliest kinds of abuses that led me to think that I didn't, I didn't even want to be alive. I've never ever felt like that before. I never ever went down that path before. I never ever opened that door. I remember being extremely depressed in high school, very, very sad in high school. But I'll never, I never thought it would come back like this. But man, that shit came to eat me the fuck back up. Like, bitch, you thought, you, like, let, let me check to make sure you stood as strong as bitch you said you was. Let me check, like, it literally, God bought that same depression back into my life to see if I was truly the warrior I said I was. And I fucking damn near failed that test. I damn near didn't pass at all. And I would have let this person fucking take my life. I would have given this person my life. But when it's all said and done, like I said, I have no bad blood towards this person. Um, I mostly like, I always look at experiences with people like I learned something here and I learned a very humbling experience. And the main lesson I learned here was never ever to love somebody else more than I love God and myself. Never ever love a single solitary mortal soul more than I love God and myself. That was my lesson. Love myself more. If I'm so, if I love myself so much, if I'm think I'm that bitch, if I think I'm a badass bitch, I need to fucking prove it to me, not to other people, not to other niggas. If I'm a badass bitch and I'm really on my shit, I need to fucking prove that shit to me. Not to nobody else. I don't need to work or lift a fucking finger for my true king. My true king is coming. The man that's going to really worship the ground that I walk on. I'm going to literally have to beg this man. Please. You posted me cool too goddamn much, bro. You love me too much. I don't know what I would do without you. That's my king. The man that I know loves me so much more than I love me. And also loves me more than I love them. That's, that's the love that works out for me. The love that the person loves me more than I love them. I bore my soul for this person. And I'm sure a lot of us can agree. We've, a lot of us women who listen to this, we agree. We have allowed men to tear us the fuck down to nothing. And we did it out of love. And I know there's men out there too who have allowed women to tear them down to nothing and they did it out of love. But there is so much more better out there. Even for him, there's better than me because I also was toxic myself. I wasn't just, he wasn't the only toxic person. I was toxic too. I was just as toxic and I was enabling. I was enabling terrible behavior upon myself and upon others. And I should have walked away a long time ago. But like I said, I allowed myself to, I allowed a vampire to drain me. You know how you see those vampire movies where there's those girls who just allow those guys to just suck on them? And, and they're like in these like fucking, it looks like basically like drug houses, like um, trap houses where vampires are just sucking on victims. It was like that. <laughs> I was literally going back there just out of desperation. 
not out of love for myself. So that was a lesson I learned, a very deep, humbling lesson. And I can't say that if you are in a toxic relationship, it's because you don't love yourself. That's why you're staying. That's why you're doing it. That's why you're there. It's not because your kids. It's not because of your family. It's not because of anybody the fuck else but you. You don't love yourself. And that's what's making you stay. And until you love yourself enough to choose to actually love yourself enough to choose protection, safety, happiness, and joy, you're going to continue to be miserable as fuck. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Life of Lala. This is season three after Limbo, and this is episode two. As you already know, toxic relationships. <laughs>